to season six of Travel Stories podcast, where I am in Brazil. There you go. That's a that's a shorter intro, and it. We'll just do that from now. If you are in Birmingham, United Kingdom, and you are on your way to the bullring, perhaps you work there. Perhaps you uh, you're just going there to go shopping or something like that. But you're on your way to the bullring, and you thought, oh, I'll just stick this on. Have a listen to this. If you're in Birmingham, Alabama, <laughs> and you have no idea that whenever anyone wants to put in Birmingham in like flights and stuff and mean the UK one, that it always comes up Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> and you are, uh, hmm, what do people in Birmingham, Alabama do? Uh, well, they love the governor. That's, that's for true. They love the governor. <laughs> so I hear from Leonard Skinner. Uh, then I would invite you to join me. I am, as I said before, in Brazil. I am in Rio. I'm in Lem in Rio. And it is wonderful. Turns out it's the, what's the, what's the word? Uh, wet season. There you go. From like December to February or something, the end of February. It's the wet season, which means like you'll have two weeks of amazing sun, humid as anything. Oh, it's so good. And then one week of just the the most rain you've ever seen. It's absolutely mental. Like the rain is insane. <laughs> like you wake up in the morning after after this rainstorm, and there's like bits of tree in the road. That type of thing, you know. Really cool. I really enjoy it. I like that type of stuff. It reminds me of when I was in the wet season in Vietnam. I was riding the motorcycle from the bottom to the top. And I was getting kind of almost to the top and it was the rainy season. Man, was it rainy. Jesus. Uh, so one day there was, uh, I was riding along and it was the worst rain I've ever been in on a bike. And that might have changed now, actually, after having done this Europe trip. But uh, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. And there was this giant kind of, uh, well, I always forget this word. What's the word? Uh when it, uh, not sink, but uh, floods, there you go. There was this giant flood, right? And I had to get from one side of this giant puddle to the other side. And I was just there looking at it like, okay, if I go through that, it's going to go all up into the bike. It's not going to work. It's not going to get any air in. How is this? I can't, uh, can I go around? And as I'm thinking all this, this girl on this bike just goes straight through it. Honestly, it came up to a, a up to a, uh, what's that part of your body called? Hips, I suppose. She was sitting down on the bike, came up to her hips. It was ridiculous. I've never seen it before. <laughs> and she just, like she, like she does it every day, you know. <laughs> It was crazy. So I had to turn around, gather up some uh, some leeway, you know, and then uh, and go through it. And it was quite fun, actually. But yeah, so it reminds me of that. But speaking of the bike, I've been thinking over the last week or two. Man, whenever I see a bike, because there's a few few choppers around there, a few like 125s, there's one Harley that I hear go past like every other day. And I think, man, he must live around here somewhere. And there's also a bike underneath a cover that I'm sure is a Harley. It's the right size. It's the right shape underneath the cover. So one day, one day I'll see it. But anyway, uh, every time I see these, man, and every time I go past like a mechanic's place and smell the oil and, ah, oh, and I th- man, I miss my bike. I do. It's weird. It is weird. Like I, I want to be working on bikes. I want to be riding bikes <laughs> just I, I never realized how how 
uh, kind of big, big part of, how, come on, words, how big a part of my life <laughs> bikes are, man. It's crazy. Even cars as well. I was looking, uh, I was on, uh, what's it called? Uh, like the only thing I use Facebook for, that memories thing, where it goes, eight years ago, you said this. It's like, oh no, did I? <laughs> but uh, today, because it's Valentine's Day, today it was, I think a few years ago, three years ago or something, my Valentine was my car. <laughs> so I was like, just putting on, the, uh, putting on the gifts I got for my car. I got some pictures on there and ah. Oh, that car was beautiful. Toyota MR2, if you're wondering. Mark II, obviously. Mark One's nice, but it's a bit square. It's a bit old school. It looks like the one from, is it Captain Scarlet? But yeah, the, the Mark II, lovely car that is. Lovely car. They've just brought, this is going all over the place, but they've just brought out the new Supra Toyota. Toyota have. God, I need to breathe more, man. Do you hear that? I kind of lost all of my breath. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Yeah, they just brought out the new uh, Supra. And the Supra, for those of you that don't know, is like a, it's, ah, Fast and Furious. They're, they're, a lot of them are Supri. <laughs> and so it's a, it's a badass car that everyone just, it has, has a big old spoiler on it, you know. Awesome. They just brought out the new one, but it's basically, uh, I say but, <laughs> I shouldn't really shouldn't really trash it the clients of us um it's <laughs> it's very much like a bmw z4 underneath and my brother has specifically has something to say about that but <laughs> but i'm just hoping they bring out a new mr2 oh man i cannot wait and it, this is this is kind of reminded me of two things number one i am a car guy i'm a, I'm a bike guy i'm a guy i'm a man's man <laughs> If you have to say you're a man's man, are ah, you a man's man? Anyway, <laughs> and then the second thing is, I really need to do the Hayden Lee show because this is not travel talk, <laughs> right? But like I said, in order to do that, I need to edit all this stuff. It's going to take ages, but I think I have time now. I think I have time now. So <laughs> I don't even know what song that was. It's an 80s one. Blondie? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I have time now, so uh, so I'm going to get that done and get the Hayden Lee show out there. So I can talk about things, just other things that I enjoy. I can talk about bikes. I can talk about cars if I really want to, stuff like that, you know? And if no one listens, no one listens, you know? But it's just fun to talk about because there's so many things like that that I'd love to talk about that I am now. This is still a travel podcast that you listen to. I am ever so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bikes, cars, stuff like that, man. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm in Brazil. I've been here for I don't know how many weeks. Time is a difficult thing to track. Two, three weeks, three weeks, four weeks, something like that. I don't know. And uh, how long has it been? 27th? Yeah, man, two and a half weeks. It seems like longer. It really does. And I've I've got into a bit of a, what's the word? A bit of a daily routine now which is nice. Daily routines are always good. So mine is, I wake up at like seven or something and then down some water and then go immediately to the beach because it's just there. And then go on the beach, listen to something nice, like, I don't know, uh, what do I listen to? A bit of John Mayer, stuff like that. Something nice, you know, nice and morningy, right? <laughs> and then just chill on the beach for, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. It's usually like me and like two other people on the entire beach. And then... What do I do then? And then come back, have a shower. First shower of the day, that is. <laughs> do my stretching because at the moment I'm, oh God, not very stretchable. That's me trying to stretch. 
<laughs> and then uh, do a bit of work, a couple of hours work, and then head to the gym. And then uh, I've been killing the gym recently. And then second shower of the day uh, at the gym, cold shower. <laughs> and then I don't know what comes after that. It's like, <laughs> it's like, and then dot, 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 whatever I want to do with my day, you know? So, yeah, that's been kind of nice. But, yeah, the gym, I've been killing the gym and the gym has been reciprocating it's been killing me too man it's very difficult to move at the moment today's leg day as well i can't wait (sighs) kind of (laughs) but yeah and i had to oh this is a this is a travel tip specifically if you're going to brazil Uh, (laughs) but if you want to like get a phone uh contract not a contract not like a uh, a sim card there you go or uh, a gym membership or something like that. You need a CPF, CPF, and that is like a social security number. And everyone's like, well, obviously you can't get that as a tourist. And then there's all these things online like, yeah, you've got to go to the post office, you've got to fill in this form, and then you've got to go online and do that, and then sign the form and then go to this other place and then do that. But, <laughs> but that's not what happened. So I went to the, you can't remember what it's called, Hesita Federal, and... Uh, yeah, and then I waited there for like three hours, maybe more, three and a half hours, just sitting there, <sighs> listen to podcasts. My phone battery's going. Listen to podcasts, and then uh, get called in. And the guy's like, "Hey, up, um, <laughs> up." Did I say this last week? I don't know, or the last fortnight. And he said, "Hey, up. Uh, what's your mum's name?" <laughs> I was like, "All right." <laughs> so I put my mum's name down and he goes, all right, sound, here's your, here's your CPF. I was like, that's it? He goes, yeah, that's it. And I heard on, online, everyone's like, yeah, you cost you, you know, seven eyes or something, so take some cash with you. I was like, do I have to pay anything? He's like, no. And that was it. Done. <laughs> I was like, sound. Went back to the gym, said, here you go, here's my CPF. They were like, how do you get that? <laughs> so it was good, so it's easily done, man. It's easily done when you go to Brazil. And I'm sure it's the same wherever you go. And these are the things that are the differentiators between traveling to a place. In fact, there's three. I used to think there were two, right? Distinctions, not distinctions. Uh, Three things. I used to think there were two. Being a tourist and being a traveler. That's what everyone says. If you're a tourist, you go there. If you're a tourist in Rio, you come here, you go to Cocovado, you go to Ponjo Suca, and then you go and see all this stuff, you know? And then you go home. You've ticked it off your list. Jobs are good. And then if you're a traveler, you come here, you, you meet people, you stay in hostels, you go hang out with the locals, you do, you know, that type of thing. That's cool. That's cool too, right? And the other one is almost like an expat. Like I'm here for six months, so it's not really... Ex- what's, what's expat short for? Ex, expat- it's like expatriate, isn't it? Anyway, so I never was a patriot. So... <laughs> So yeah, I think that's a that's a different thing. Being, I would consider myself more of an, I think I'd consider myself more of an expat than a traveler in Brazil at this point, because it's like I'm doing things like going to the place and getting the CPF, you know, and you wouldn't do that as a traveler necessarily. And I've got a morning routine. I've got a gym membership, you know. It's that type of thing. That type of thing. <sighs> yeah, and it got me thinking about. What am I doing after this? And I know I shouldn't be thinking that. I know I've, I've told myself a million times, don't think about that. But I'm thinking maybe after these six months, I mean, you never know. Anything can happen, right? And I'm thinking after these six months, I might move to the US. Mainly, well, 
kind of for business purposes because my, my business is in the US. But I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about Southern California, San Diego, that type of area. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about Southern California. I know what <laughs> I know what a few of uh, the listeners think about California. I'm thinking of one in particular, and <laughs> I know he's laughing at this, but but yeah. <laughs> but they say, don't they? They say, what is it? Um, go to California. Oh, live in California once. Uh, no, live in New York once, but leave before you get too hard, and live in California once and leave before you get too soft. And that, I like that, man. I like that because that is, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Like I have this one side of me where it's like, you know, cars and motorcycles and stuff like that. And it's the manly side, you know, and then, and then the other side where it's not, <laughs> and it's, it's the mixture of those two. You can't go, you can't go fully into one. I don't think, you know, it's, that's what the phrase is about, you know? So I'm thinking about that. Who knows? Maybe I'll spend six months in California, go somewhere else in the world, come back six months in New York. Who knows? I just hate the cold though. Oh man. Speaking of which, it is so warm here and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think what else has happened over the last, uh, last few weeks. Let's see. I realized that because I was doing this routine, right? Working, putting an extra bit of work in as well and then stuff like that. And then I realized that even though I, you know, I talked to the guy downstairs, the, the doorman, and then the bloke at the kiosk, and then, you know, I talked to these people and stuff, like, I realized hey, it'd be, I've gotten to that point where it's like, it'd be nice to have some friends. Because <laughs> all the friends I have, right, in, in Rio, one of them's in New York, one of them's in Sao Paulo, <laughs> one of them is, uh, Oh, yeah, and then two of them, brother and sister, they live uh, quite far, like 40 minutes away. So it's like, you know what I mean? So I'm thinking, I could do with some friends. <laughs> and then I thought, well, how do, you, how do you make friends in a new place? But then I thought, hold on. Like, you were always going on about just go, go and talk to people. Like, I'm always going on about that. Hey, get to a new place, talk to someone in the line, go and talk to, you know, go and talk to schmooze, you know. Like, I'm always saying about that. So why not take my own advice, right? So that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been doing. I've just been chatting to people, you know? And it is, it's good because it's, and this is something you'll find when you're abroad, is if you, if you start the conversation in their language, <clears throat> right, then it kind of, I've talked about this so many times before, but it's the vulnerability aspect, right? Where it's like, they can see that you're struggling a little bit, but you're trying and that immediately makes you obviously not a threat, but it immediately makes you vulnerable. And people like, people like vulnerability. I don't know why, but it's, it really, it really opens people up to want to be your friend and want to talk to you and want to interact, you know? I think, I don't know what it is. I guess if you're looking or seeming vulnerable and open and stuff, then you, then it's, hmm, it's almost like you don't have an agenda, you know? It's like you're not trying to get them to do something or, or anything like that. It just, it opens you up and it opens them up, you know? And so that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been doing. And I've made a friend. It's good. <laughs> but yeah, aside from that, aside from that, I don't know. What has been going on? I don't know. I went to see, because as you know, I'm in the first apartment I'm going to be in now. And then I moved to a different one february 27th until march 17th and that's in niteroi 
which is like you take a little boat, you know, and you go over there. And that's going to be fun. And I th- at, least, at first I thought, well, Carnival is on and I'll, I'm going to be wanting to come back to Copacabana and stuff. And so the, there's a boat. And then how much does a boat cost? Turns out it's a pound. Loving that. And so that's all right. And then I go into my actual apartment that I'm going to be in for like four months. And I went to see it. It is lovely. Oh, man. <laughs> I really can't wait to go there, man. I really can't. I think, did I tell you about this? Did I tell you about this? I don't know whether I did. Hmm, I may have. But I went to see it, and on the Airbnb pitches, right, there's the, the front room, right? And I'm thinking, yeah, that's lovely, that is. And then I go there, and it's like, whoa, am I in the right place? And it turns out the front room is actually double the size because there was a false wall in there on the pictures <laughs> and so and so there's this other place there's like this eight person dining table this book shelf wall and then this office space that looks uh, overlooks the kind of jungly foresty area out the back and the guy said uh, i think I, I don't know whether i said this and the guy said yeah you want to keep your windows closed in the in the daytime because the uh what are they called the marmosets come in <laughs> just the marmosets come in and chill Common marmoset, if you want to look it up. It's the ones with the little white, like, ears, you know. They're not ears, they're tufts, I suppose. <laughs> and basically, marmosets are, they're like a cross between a monkey and a squirrel. Because they are a monkey, they are a primate, but they don't have opposable thumbs, right? And their tails, they're those ones that have, like, tails that are, like, well longer than their body. You know, kind of like a lemur, but obviously not very lemury. And so, yeah, the marmosets come in. How cool is that, man? I'm just there chilling, doing some work. Little marmoset fella just comes in. Oh, man, I cannot wait till the first time one comes in. Oh, I cannot wait. But I'm also trying not to live in the future, which, as you know, for me is difficult. And I really want to see my bike again, and that's what's on my mind. So, being as I don't have too much to say today, aside from I'm thinking about starting up, they didn't leave So... Being as I don't have too much to say today, let's go on. Let's get on to some questions, shall we? Shall we? I think we shall. Let's do it. Right. This one is from, if you want to send a question, by the way, it's Instagram at Backpack Digital. This one is from Marina's Moo Milk. <laughs> Righto. <coughs> she says, Hey, Hayden, I love your podcast. Thank you very much. I've been listening, starting with the great How Solo Travel Will Change You episode. Why is that the first one that everyone comes to? Like, when I did that, it's like, well, this is, it's just an, even when I listen back to it, it's like, well, this is, this is nothing special. <laughs> it's just kind of like a, it's just, it's just one of the episodes that I did in like Portugal or something. Uh, is that recommended or something? I don't know. Anyway, uh, I've also been planning to work abroad, like you mentioned in your episode on how you're able to travel so much. Uh, what programs would you recommend or have been a part of, like inter-exchange, or do you stick with getting a work visa? Hope you're doing well. Okay, planning to work abroad. Let's see. It depends on the work, man. It really does. So with stuff like... See, for, for this, I don't know, maybe I have a different viewpoint than than a lot of people but for a lot of things like that i i want to do it all myself i think i think the first time you don't take a package holiday and you go right i'll book this flight and then i'll book that comedy and you do it all yourself and you realize it's cheaper it's better you can get more customized to you obviously more bespoke and then you go well, okay i'm doing everything myself now you know <laughs> and it's the same as as fixing a car you know, take it to a garage, they'll charge you, or do it yourself. Right? So for me, 
I like to do it all myself, you know? Like, let's take Australia, for example, right? In fact, let's have a look, see where you're from. Oh, Richard. Sorry, man. I thought your name was Marina. There you go. Uh, so, what was I saying? Yeah, let's take Australia, for example, right? Uh, yeah, so I would... Hmm. Australia's a weird one, because the way I did it was I went there and then looked for the work whilst I was there. And I would probably recommend that. See, this is the thing. This is the thing. I just want to get there and I just want to find the stuff myself. That's what I would do. But it, I know, though, having said that, that there are some good programs. I just don't know what they are. I just don't know what they are. Like there's, there's like working in hostels and stuff like that. And then there's people that do some type of other stuff. I just don't know, as you can tell. <laughs> I have no idea. But I've, I don't know. I, all I see when I see someone offering something that I could potentially do myself is restriction. That's all I see, you know? So I think, I just think it's worth, say you take an entire day and do eight hours research. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I would do. Like, hey, if I go, if I want to go here, what could I potentially do there? Who can I get in touch on whatever Facebook group or whatever that has done something like this before? And then what lessons can they give me? And then, do you know what I mean? Like, this is the type of thing that I would think. I think if you do it all yourself, you'll feel better about it. You'll probably get a better deal. That's that's what I would say. I hope I I definitely didn't answer your question, but <laughs> I just can't. Oh, man. <coughs> Jesus Christ. Right then. This is from... This is from... I'm sorry for the unsatisfactory answer. This is from <laughs> Banana Girl Travels. Hey, up. Banana Girl Travels. Banana Girl. It's your girl, Banana. <laughs> Hell yeah. 22-year-old languages, food, and travel enthusiast. American. Currently in South Korea. Loving that. She says, Hello there. Last week, I quit my cubicle job. Felt so amazing. Your podcast and a few other travel ones helped me stay sane while there. So thanks. In Hold on, I think there's someone at the door. Bear with me a second. No, it was just someone cleaning outside. Anyway... Where was I? Uh, your podcast and a few other travel ones helped me stay sane while there. So thanks. Ah, no worries, man. In a few days, February 6th. Okay, I'm a bit late in reading this. Uh, I'm leaving the US for the first time. Ah, to South Korea, I'm guessing. Uh, I have a job in Korea. There we go. Teaching <laughs> teaching English. And I'll be there for six months to a year. Hey, love that. Love that. While I'm there, I intend to do some side jobs through Fiverr, teaching English and doing beta reading. Any advice for someone starting out a digital career plus living alone for the first time plus moving to a foreign country? Your episodes have really helped me stay positive through the stress of preparing everything. By the way, love that idea for a future season on your podcast. I'm sure it will help a lot of people out there who have a notion of what they want to do but need help getting a concrete plan. Thanks again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. I've got to... I've got to start thinking about ideas and stuff. <laughs> right. So, you're in Korea for six months to a year. <laughs> this is not a poem. And you're doing jobs through Fiverr and then growing that. Okay. So, the way I would look at that, if I were you, <clears throat> not in an advice way, but if I were you, the way I would naturally look at it, is what I'm saying, is that I'm doing the teaching English in Korea uh, to to kind of fund my life there. But then the stuff I'm doing on Fiverr, the stuff I'm doing digitally, that would be what I'll be looking to grow. So that my goal 
if I were you, like this would be my, my, you know what I'm saying? It's like not, not my advice, but this is what my goal would be. Right. My goal <laughs> would be at the, at the end of six months or a year to go on to somewhere else, not back to the States, get to go on to somewhere else and be able to fund my life through the stuff I'm doing digitally. You know what I'm saying? That might be your goal too. Right. And so that's your growth period of, and that's, that's a long time, man, six months to a year. You, you can do that. You can grow it to the point where it can fund you. Right. So, uh, what's the, what's the actual question? Uh, any advice for someone starting out a digital career plus living alone for the first time and moving to a foreign country? Yeah. Okay. So the first thing I would say is you're not alone. Uh, you're in Korea, which is a place where there are many, many other people that are doing the exact same thing. They're teaching English there and they're building something on the side, right? So the first thing I would do is I would, Facebook groups are great, man. I would go to Facebook and search for digital nomad groups, right? Digital nomad. Because I mean, you see it more in Thailand up in that place. What's it called? Chiang Mai. They're all there. They're all there, man. And uh, yeah, so the digital nomads—that's what they're doing, and they know all of the—they know know all of the tricks. They know all of the stuff, and and they'll be there in Korea. You could perhaps meet up with someone. They they know where you can go to a co-working space and have amazingly fast Wi-Fi, and it's the cheapest one there. You know, they know all that stuff, and then you go there, you meet them, and your success is often predicated on uh, who you know. This is what everyone says: it's it's who you know, right? And so if you so let's say for example, let's take let's let's go through. A, uh, it's, uh, what's the word? Man, I can't think of words today. <laughs> Let's go through an example, right? Let's say you go on a Facebook group and you go digital nomads or whatever. And there's a bloke called Phil, all right? And he's he's like, yeah, I'm in Korea and I'm kind of, I'm growing this thing on the side. I'm doing a whatever business on the side, but I'm also teaching English. Or maybe he's not teaching English. Maybe he's just there and he's he's got his savings and he's living off of that. And he's trying to grow that on the side and he's a digital nomad. You go, hey, up, Phil. I'm, <laughs> hey, up, Phil. I'm, uh, I'm Banana Girl, right? Banana, right? And I'm... <laughs> I'm also in Korea. I'm also trying to grow this stuff. Uh, where do you work? Let's hang out, right? You go, you meet up with Phil. He goes, yeah, man, this is where you work. This is what I'm working on. And he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, I'm actually doing this thing, but uh, everyone just wants to learn English, you know? <laughs> and it's like, well, Phil, uh, I actually, I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. So this is how these things work, right? And so you'll then create an, a kind of mini network with Phil. Phil will go, oh man, uh, the, the beta reading that you do, I've got a bloke that's kind of starting a business with that. And so he wants some beta readers on that, right? So you could join his thing and then get some clients and get some referrals under your belt. And then you see what I'm saying? Like, this is how it works. It's all about networking. So I would say whilst you're doing the English teaching to to fund this, right? That's what I would be focusing on. I'd be focusing on growing that and growing that because it is entirely possible. Also, read the four hour work week. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's what I'd recommend. My sister's actually listening to the four hour work week as we speak because she is, it's weird because she is in a, she's cubed at the moment, right? <laughs> she's cubed. And, uh, She's realized now she's 20, how old am I? 29? So she's 21, right? Uh, she, she realized that she doesn't want to be cubed, right? And so since, since she's been cubed, she was like uh, 18 or something like that, right? And I said to her when she was 18, I, I made the mistake of 
of trying to give her advice when she wasn't ready yet. You know, I was like, you don't want to be cubed. Honestly, you're not going to enjoy it. You want to be building something for yourself. You, you, you're going to want this freedom. You're not going to like it. And then over the last three years, she's like, man, I'm loving being cubed. I'm like, ah, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong. And then, and then she calls me the other week. She's like, man, I hate being cubed. <laughs> she's like, I hate it. I want to leave as soon as possible. <laughs> she's like, here's my business idea. <laughs> I was like, there we go, there we go. And so, uh, and so, yeah, so now it's uh, a lot of my Sunday is dedicated to helping my sister become uncubed. And, uh, and yeah, so it's, it's, it is what I like to do as well, helping people become uncubed. I'm really interested in this, this idea that we had about cubed, cubed to globe. I'm still not sure about that name, you know. <laughs> Because it's like, it's got insider information in it, cube. Everyone goes, what's cubed? I know what globe is, but what's cubed, you know? So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right, this next one is from R.A. Dowling. She says, he says, they say, she says, she says. Rose. Can you hear that thing in the background? What is it? Let's find out what that is. Oh, he stopped. Who is that? I can't see anyone. I don't know. Anyway, she says, Hey, Lee. Hey, how's it going? I'm walking along the beach laughing because I have similar memories to your trip to Brazil. One of mine was on my way to Japan and turned out to be amazing. Hope you find time to make more episodes because, I'm, because I've paused my travels and I'm super excited to be on my way to Central or South America with crazy 20-hour trips. Welcome. Always love listening. Thanks again for sharing your rambles. This one is a ramble, man. Yeah, it's, see, this is an, another example of those things. That guy is incredibly loud. I'm going to go into my kitchen. This is another example of one of those things where it's like you either, either everything goes well and that's all right, a bit boring, or you get a good story out of it. You know, this is what, this is just, that's one of those things, man. Righty, this next one is from longtime listener of the show, Nomad Tino, he says, Italy on Friday. Oh, this was a while ago. For 10 days. Oh, uh, hold on. So that's the 4th of February. Let's see if he's still there. <laughs> look. February. So Friday. Ah, Friday would be the 8th. So yeah, he is still there. All right, cool. All right. Italy on Friday for 10 days. Any suggestions? Long time podcast fan. Love the show. Thank you very much, man. Uh, yeah, Italy. Let's see. Um, rent a bike? No, don't rent a bike. Uh, <laughs> let's see the herculaneum don't know how to say it in italian don't speak it is better than the than pompeii that's that's a given herculaneum is but you've heard it here first is better than pompeii pompeii is just more popular don't know why but herculaneum it's the same thing it's like it's exactly the same thing in theory it's just better there's less there's fewer people it's just much nicer, man. And go kind of late on in the day. And then you'll be, me and my mom were the only people there. There was like, you know, a few people walking around and we were just, we had the place to ourselves. Amazing. <clears throat> and you can see like, I must stop smoking. And you can see like, uh, you can see like the beds. The, the, there's like beds there that, 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 that are preserved. This is from, I mean, when's that from? Seven, 749 or something? Like, that's a long time ago. You know, and you can see their beds, man. What's that about? So yeah, Herculaneum. I'd I'd suggest that. Well, it's in Italy, Amalfi Coast, obviously. Depends what you're into. Depends what you're into. 
Uh, I would recommend, though, uh, hiring a car and driving out to the countryside because not a lot can beat the Italian countryside, you know. I mean, we all have uh, thoughts on Rome and, you know, Naples and stuff like that. But then it's all about the countryside, man. Just go there and just chill. Find a castle. Treat yourself, you know. Like, book into a castle one night. It's not that much. It's not that much, you know. Just for the one night. Go hang out. That's what I'd say, man. Try some wine. Eat some pizza. Refuse to eat a pizza with a knife and fork. That's what I would say. <laughs> but it sucks because when they give you a pizza in Italy, it's massive, first of all, huge, like massive. <laughs> I can't stress this enough. It's like the size of a, uh, like a, back, a basketball backboard. You know what I mean? <laughs> About the same shape too. And you get a knife and fork and obviously it's not sliced. So, nah. <laughs> All I do is I, I slice it up, man. Slice it up. Use that knife and fork, slice it up. Then you've got like the biggest slices in the world. Oh, it's amazing. I'm, I'm hungry, can you tell? <laughs> I've been eating one meal a day. How weird's that? Like, as soon as I got off the, off the flight and came here, since the first day, my body's like, oh, one meal a day will be fine. And I'm like, really? And this is me talking to my buddy. And it's like, yeah, one meal a day. That's all right. And I'm just not hungry. Like, I have one meal and that's it. I'm done. What's that about? Do I have an illness? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> we'll see. Right. <clears throat> God damn it. Okay. This next one is from Suze, that's a W and an S, underscore Molinar. Is that Dutch? I want to say Dutch. Uh, she says, or Danish? No, Dutch. I'm going to stick with Dutch. We'll see. Hey, Hayden, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Hope you're able to visit the beach more often now. Yeah, man, I am every day, every day, man. <laughs> it is good. I've been listening to your podcast for quite a while now, and I absolutely love it. Thank you very much. I've made up my mind to go and travel too around October this year. Still a long while to go, I know, but I need to save some money first. I'm thinking of going to Southeast Asia first, then visit Australia and New Zealand, after which I'm thinking of going to South America. I've been doing, by the way, that's that's a really good way round to do everything. It really is. <clears throat> okay, okay. I'm quitting smoking. I, I think I said that last time. <laughs> okay, where are we? Uh, I've been doing the cubicle life. I've been cubed. Let's come on. Uh, for a few years now. And although it pays quite well, I feel that there is so much more for me to see and experience and want to travel now. I'm still below my 30s, 28. Anyway, long story short, I definitely want to volunteer for Cube to Globe. <laughs> Brilliant. That's what she says. <laughs> Brilliant is what she said. All right. Episodes you were thinking of doing. There we go. I'm not really creative with editing or blogging, etc. And would like to brainstorm with you on your pod what my options could be. Have a nice day. Susan from the Netherlands. He nailed it. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I'm excited about that too. I really am, man. I think that's... It's just, it ticks a lot of boxes, you know? It's interesting for people to listen to. I would enjoy listening to that. It, it is something I enjoy doing, like helping out people figure out what they're going to do and then help, helping them achieve this thing. And then you got the milestones of, oh, today I did this, today I did that. That's awesome. And then it helps the person, so it's a helping thing. So it's, you know, I mean, it's I'm doing something that's a an overall net positive for someone else, which is fantastic. I just think it's awesome. I do think it's awesome. That's it. I've got some. I've got some things to figure out then, because 
don't know, man. So I've got season eight. I've got a bunch of interviews already recorded, right? And I've got some ideas on, on what they're gonna, how they're going to be. But then also I want to do this. <laughs> so, so I don't know. Maybe they can, hmm, maybe they can fit in with season eight too. So like we do a cube to globe and then we do three episodes of, of the other style. Then we do another cube to, you know what I mean? Something like that. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. Cause I really like this idea. <laughs> right then. Thank you very much for the, uh, for the message, by the way. Yeah. I'll, I'll have a think about that. And then, oh, you guys have a think about that. <laughs> I'm going to outsource this thinking to you. And let me know what you think I should do. Should I do cube to globe in this next season as well? What the hell was that noise? Uh, so, yeah, let me know. This is from underscore Murray. Rhiannon, she says. Hey, Hayden, I'm going to Croatia for a few weeks. What a lovely place. This August, and was wondering if you have a podcast about Croatia slash any tips about traveling there. Also, I've heard you saying you're from Shropshire, and I live in Shropshire too. What? Looking forward to your next podcast. Thanks, Rhiannon. No way. <laughs> All right. Firstly, whoop, okay. That was me almost dropping my phone in a kind of comedy fashion. I like, I was almost dropping it for a good few seconds then. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, Croatia. I did some podcasts whilst I was in Croatia. Uh, so I don't, man, I don't know. Uh, okay, I'll tell you what you can do. If you go on, <laughs> it's kind of a long way around of doing stuff. But if you go on my Instagram, there's a picture, picture number 43, right? It has 43 written on it. And you can see my map, right, of what I did around Europe. And I went uh, anti-clockwise, right? So you know where Croatia is. And so I believe, actually, it'll be after after the ones with Mima. So Mima was on, and then I left uh, Italy and then went down through Croatia. Yeah. So after the ones with Mima, then have a listen to those, because I'll be in Croatia, right? So, yeah, I do have some. But, yeah, I love Croatia, man. I've got so many good things to say about it, man. Oh, man, hire a motorcycle and ride down that road, the coastal road. Anyway, Shropshire, man, no way. Where? Tell me where. I want, I want to know everything now. All right. <laughs> so, Shropshire, let's see. You could be. <laughs> so, I'm from Newport, right? Well, I'm not, actually. I'm from Edgerman, which is just, just like, near Newport. Anyway, so you could, be, you could be in Telford, which is, like, the Mordor of Shropshire, you know? <laughs> Or you could be more on the Wales side, Ludlow, that type of area. You could be from Shrewsbury, be very posh. People from Shrewsbury call it Shrewsbury, you know what I mean? Anyway, less about Shropshire. Because <laughs> every time I start talking about it, it just goes on forever. So, man, let me know. Where are you from, man? Where in Shropshire? Tell me where. All right. <laughs> okay, this next one is from Hook360. This looks like a company. Just listened to your How Can You Afford to Travel episode, and it was great, bud. Uh, nice to hear your personal experience making money as a sound editor. Oh, good. I'm actually more than a sound editor now. Thank you very much, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> and that, how can you afford the, uh, a travel? That one is slightly outdated, uh, but I might do it. Yeah, I might do an updated one. But let's have a look at Hook 360. This is a, this is a free advertisement. Official Hook 360 Instagram, right? Premier, premium gear and conservation. Equals outdoor happiness. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, a bloke with a fish. Uh, looks like fishing gear. Fishing. I'm seeing fishing gear. But I think they do outdoor gear too. Looks pretty cool. Check them out. There you go. There's, <laughs> there's a free advertisement for you there. No worries, fellas. No worries. 
Alright. <laughs> this next one is from Catelli. That's a bike outside. That's not the Harley that goes past. She says, Oh, because I did a I did a story on this rain that was going on, this this storm, this uh, wet season storm. She replies saying, Summer rain, chuvas juvenal. It, I mean, summer rain. Uh, it happens all the time. Enjoy Brazil. Hope you like it. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I really like the, the I guess, summer rain. Yeah, the wet, I guess it's the wet season, I suppose. Yeah, man. I, I, I do really enjoy it. I remember one time when I was here last time, I think it was last time, and we were out at this kind of outdoor gig. I can't remember who was playing. I've said this before. And it was raining so hard, man. We were all dancing so hard. And I, I just, you see it in pictures. I saw one guy with a plastic bag on his head. Yeah, good times. Man, that guy's so loud outside. Let's stay in the kitchen, shall we? Stay in the kitchen. Two more, I think. Nope, three more. This one is from Espiritu de Lobo. Spirit of the Wolf, I believe. Uh, yeah, there you go. I think Brazilian in India, potentially. Anyway, he says, Hey man, I started listening to your podcast a day ago and I'm already 12 episodes down. <laughs> no way. Man, that's crazy. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, you're such an inspiration. Well, thank you. I have plans to visit lots of places, but after started listening to your podcast, my list kept building. Yeah, man, that's what happens. That's what happens. There's so many places, I don't know, there's so many places that are still yet to be discovered. How can anyone think, this is the place for me? And just, you know what I mean? I, I find it very difficult to do that. That's why I don't know where I'm going after this and why. And I don't know, I've just been, I really have been having this feeling of, I want to be, I want to be waking up somewhere in a tent and my bike's there. And it's just me and the bike. Man, that Europe trip was so good. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just romanticizing it because it's, it's, it's gone into nostalgia now, you know, it's gone into that part of my brain that's nostalgia. All of the bad things that happened, except the funny bad things, all of the bad things that happened are now gone from my brain and it's just left with all the good things, like an old relationship, you know? So maybe I'm just feeling nostalgic about it, but I don't know, man. I need a bike. <laughs> but yeah, man, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening. And you have a spirit of wolf. That's amazing. All right. Two more. This one is on the email. And this is from old mate. Still can't say name. I'm sorry, man. Rustog. Rothogwa Pfano. Pfano Rothogwa. That's the most English way of saying that ever, sorry. He says, hi, Winston boy. <laughs> yeah. Winston, the only nickname I've ever had. Uh, he says, thank you for keeping up, keeping up, come on, keeping up with the podcast production and the great ideas you share. I wish you the best living in Rio. Thank you very much, man. So the irony my boss just handed me a permanent contract, that's in inverted commas, and started uh, converting open space offices to real cubes. <laughs> I got a no when I suggested working remotely. Interesting. My body hurts from sitting all day. I guess these are signs to run and never look back. Uh, but then a wannabe, <laughs> he says, but then a wannabe traveler excuse uh, ahead. I have a kind of marketable skill adding points on maps, a.k.a. AKA geocoding, interesting. But is there a market? 
I could save for six months, but that would last me six months tops in India. Would Lee jump? Lee always jumps. P.S. We've both read Ferris and Potts. Please read. Oh, man. Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Yes. Okay. I will. I've been meaning to, I've been meaning to for actually years, like a decade. I've been <laughs> meaning to. So I remember hearing about it in 2008. No, before that, 2006-ish on the, uh, on the Ricky Gervais podcast with Carl Pilkington. Lovely. And, uh, and he said about it. And, uh, and ever since then, I'm like, that sounds amazing. I love motorcycle maintenance, but it's also, I know it's not about it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Tell you what I'll do. I will, I, I prefer to listen. So what I'll do is I'll download it. Right. And then on my, on my beach mornings, I'll listen to 20 minutes of it every day. That's yeah, I'll do that. All right. Sweet. Uh, so geocoding, that sounds interesting, man. I, there has to be some type of skill, some type of use for that. I, unfortunately, I don't know much about it. I'd have to do some research, but yeah, that's a skill. See, that is one of the skills where it's like, hmm, where it's like, I'm trying to think of something. Uh, it's kind of like a sushi chef, right? Or there is a word for that, a sushi bloke. That's not the word. <laughs> but it's kind of like that, whereas there's a lot of chefs in the world, and that's good, and you can always get a job, you know, it's all good. Sushi chef, if you open in a sushi place or something like that, you want to add sushi to your thing, you go, right, I need specifically a sushi chef. It's like specific, you know, and it's like there's fewer, there are fewer of them, and so the it's, it's less competitive in a sense, and you can charge more, it's things like that, it's niche, it's niche is what it is. So I that's interesting, man, that's very interesting. Hmm... That's very interesting. So yeah, I, I would have to research it more, obviously, but I would say there will definitely be a way that you can use that. Uh, hmm. We could do cube to globe. I'm saying it again. We could do cube to globe <laughs> and figure out how we could make that work. And I also think that a lot of people, a lot of people don't think about all of their skills as well because they think, well, that's not a marketable skill. I, it probably is, man. You know, so yeah with cube to globe i think the first part of it has to be a discussion about skills and stuff like that but i'd have to research about that man let's do some cube to globe get yourself on get yourself on yeah there we go in fact i'll tell you what i might do hmm might do uh season eight because my internet's terrible here so i can't do interviews right so <laughs> season eight is it season eight season seven there we go did i say eight before season seven i might do kind of the normal one that I was going to do, right? That I will do. And then when I'm in my new apartment, start doing some cube to globe, you know, because that'll be, it'll be different because it'll be following up. It'll be every week, it'll be a, a weekly call, you know, and it's like, well, how did it go this week? You know? And then it's the same, it's like the same people every week, you know, like an episode of three different people. And it's like, maybe Jeff is like, is still figuring out what he wants to do. And maybe, Sandra is is figuring out the finance and then each week it's onto a next thing. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Anyway. But yeah, get yourself on. Let's we need to have a chat, man. We need to have a chat. Like <laughs> I've just seen the uh <laughs> the subject of this is my cube is made of steel. <laughs> that's amazing. It ain't man, don't worry. You'll be out of there sooner rather than later, don't you worry. Right. Okay, so last one. Last question of the week is from friend of the show friend of the show Stan Danley Dan Stanley he says show question 
I hear a lot of people talk about loneliness on the road and how it affects them. A, a B-side to this, uh, a B-side to this in a moment. Okay. Uh, what if it doesn't though? What if it doesn't affect them? Do you think it is as bad as people make it out to be, generally speaking? A case-by-case thing or God and the universe telling you, uh, telling you you should go out and meet people? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. We'll read on. Personally, I don't trust people who have to who have to uh, have people around 24-7. I don't know why I can't read. Have to have people around 24-7. I don't trust people who have to be in a relationship all the time and when they're in one are so attached at the hip that they're never really apart when they're apart. Yeah. Let's talk about this for a moment. Yeah. So there is a, there is also obviously the difference between introverts and extroverts that goes into this, but that notwithstanding, I know what you mean. It's it's almost okay when people come out of a relationship the first thing i'm thinking is right you need some time by yourself so that you can figure out who you are without the relationship because often you changes when you're in a relationship right and so it's that building of yourself right it's that building of yourself and hmm, i know what you mean it's like hmm, it's like they're not being truly themselves if they well kind of if they have to be around other people in order to be happy, that could be a, an extrovert thing, but it seems like it's beyond that, like it's more of a have-to thing. It seems like they're not content with their own self. They're, they're, they're grappling and wrestling with too many things in their head to be present, maybe, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I know what you're saying, man. I reckon the B-side is that even though I haven't made many friends since I moved to Vegas, the ones I have kept have crazy schedules and we rarely get to see each other. I have roommates and workmates I rarely see either. Most of my people are back east and I don't hear from them as much as I'd like, but we're all moving on in life. Uh, very much like when I worked on the road. They stayed the same with minor tweaks and I got to see Wisconsin in the winter, which is like Columbus in the winter. The more windows to the world that opened, the more their doors shut to the possibility of it. Makes sense. Yes, it does make sense. That's what happens. Yeah. So like, I think uh, I've got a lot of friends back home too, or back in England rather. And it's the case with them. I don't know how. I think it's just the people that they are and the people that I am that we cannot talk for a year. And then and then we talk and it's like, hey man, how you going? Yeah, not bad. What's been going on? You know. And it's we don't mind. You know, we don't mind. We don't have to talk. You know, and that's how it is. And it's kind of a, a mutually understandable thing that I'm doing stuff, you're doing stuff. You know, don't worry about it. <laughs> that type of thing. <laughs> but like. I know what you mean. It's that thing of when you come back home, like I was talking about when I did go back to England, right? It's that thing of you go back and you're like, well, Jeff is still Jeff. You know, why is it always Jeff? Jeff is still Jeff. Like I said before, Dave is still in the relationship that Dave shouldn't have been in for the last three years. And everything is still exactly the same. And then you come back, you're completely changed and you go, well, okay, this is strange. This is strange. That's part of the, what's it called? Reverse culture shock, isn't it? You know? Uh, he, he continues, I keep waiting for this black cloud of depression to hit, but as far as I can tell, it hasn't. It is weird coming home from work in the wee hours, knowing that they're getting out of bed to start the day, but isn't that part of this adventure? I have a lot on my mind and play, and I wonder if that helps. I've been homesick plenty of times, but that was before social media, and being a kid with nowhere to go, yeah. Is being an, I hate these titles, but extroverted loner a prereq from going squared to cube? Squared the game. Fun Dan fact: uh, I don't really buy the introvert ideology, but that's just me. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I know what you say. I know where you're coming from from that because 
it's like I would describe myself as an introvert, but also I'm incredibly extroverted. And I think a lot of people would probably say the same. Like I'm very extroverted, but I'm also an introvert. It's like I've never known anyone that's been like, I am solely an intro- introvert. I have no extrovert tendencies whatsoever, or I'm I'm just an extrovert. I, I want to be around people all the time and I hate being alone even for five minutes, you know, even if that's the only time I do see that is when it, there's a reason for that. Or like we were talking about before, you know, it's like they have, they have something that maybe hiding from within themselves or something like that. So, yeah, I think, hmm, I think either introvert and extrovert don't exist or it is more of a spectrum than we think, you know. It's like not one or the other. It's like on which, you know, you know what a spectrum is, right? So maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. But yeah, that's interesting, man. That's interesting. It's like social media is a big thing as well. I mean, obviously it has a lot of bad points, but it's like, it's that thing of you, you, people always ask, you know, don't you miss your, your family, your friends? And it's like, no, I can just, not even just social media. I can call them. I can video call them. It's, it really is good. It's fine. you know. So I don't know. I don't know, man. But yeah, that is interesting, man. And if you, I, I see, I know, because I know Dan Stanley as well. I know that you have plans in the future. And I think having plans is a is an antidote to this, what could be a black cloud of depression on its way. Having plans is an antidote to that, you know? It's like, it's if you're there and you're no, and you're, if you sit, hmm, come on, let's use some words. If you're cubed, it could be terrible, right? But if you know, if you know that in a year's time, You'll be on the road. And you know that because you're going to work on it. You know that because you've, you've got a plan. Even if you don't have a plan, then you have a plan to make a plan, right? All you have to do is make that plan to make the plan and then make the second plan and then follow the plan and then you'll be on the road. So you know that there is a future, right? That's how it is. The, I think the way to, to this type of depression where it comes from working in being cubed and stuff like that, I think the, the way to that is to be, what is it? Um, disappointed but hopeful is that is a place where you can stay forever and there's an old thing what the hell is that alarm uh, and there's a there's a thing that I don't, I don't know what it's from it's not from 1984 but it's something like that and they say that's the way that this is a very <laughs> anarchist way of thinking uh, but it's the the way the government wants you the government the way the, the way the powers that be want you is disappointed but hopeful because then you will accept your lot in life you're, you're disappointed with it but you know that if you keep doing it then something will come out of it right you're hopeful to the future. If I keep working this job when I'm 65, or is it 75 now? I don't, I don't even know. Then, then I'll be able to retire or whatever. Or you get, dist- like, not distracted, but or, or the other things in your life make up for the happiness you're not getting from eight hours of your day. You go, oh, well, at least when I get home, I'll be able to watch this TV show. At least on Friday night, I can go out and drink myself stupid. Like, these are all the things that that are giving you the happiness that you're not getting from the eight hours of your day, right? And you're disappointed with your lot in life, but hopeful that if you continue along the path, things will change. Time and time again, we have seen (laughs) without any reason for things to change, things probably won't change. Without any action forcing things to change, things probably won't change. Without you making a plan to plan, things probably won't 
change. It sounds like an incredibly depressing thing, but it ain't because it puts all the power in your hands, man. I'm not talking to you directly, Dan Stanley, by the way. I've, I've gone off on one now. Um, it puts all the hours, all the hours, all the, in fact, what was the power? There you go. It puts all the power in your hands, man. That's what it is. So this is a good thing. And this, this is what cubed globe. <laughs> Well, I sound like I'm selling it. This is what Cube the Globe will do, man. This is why I'm excited about it, because it's giving people that power. In fact, they have that power. It's allowing people to use that power in order to stop from being disappointed but hopeful that things might turn out in the future. You need, you need, uh, you need action, man. You need an action, man. <laughs> For American listeners, action man is the English equivalent of G.I. Joe. You need action, man, right? <laughs> you need to do stuff towards it. And you need a plan. And it can happen. It can happen. Those without a plan, those without a plan of, uh, or a vision of what things could be, they lose that hope. And then they're just disappointed. What do you do when you're disappointed and hopeless? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's, that's made me think some things, man. Don't make me think things this early. <laughs> anyway, this was a massive ramble massive ramble because I'm, I'm it's very difficult to move my body right now because i've been killing it at the gym and it's very early in the morning so anyway thank you so much for listening <laughs> tell me what you think about season seven about cube to globe about the hayden lee show tell me what you think right let me know and if you want to send a question it's instagram at backpack digital let me know and i'm always terrible at signing off for these things but i will and I'm incredibly warm because I have to have the air conditioning off of this. Right. <laughs> I will speak to you guys. I know this was uh, fortnightly, but I will speak to you guys next week. That will happen. I will speak to you guys next week. Bye.